I've watched people spend decade after decade seeking the truth, but because they fail to see this one thing, they never quite find the truth they're looking for. In fact, because they fail to recognize what I'm about to present, they are quite frankly blind, and they cannot see the truth for what it is. Today on this podcast of Podcast La Renaissance, we're going to discuss the one thing that most people cannot see. Let's go. When you walk out of here today, don't be afraid to remind our government that they work for us. You must leave the area immediately. If you refuse to leave the area, you will be arrested for North Carolina General Statute. Under North Carolina Stand in the gap. You got to be subject to the law, whether you have on blue jeans or blue uniforms. What is right is right is right. I don't give a damn what it is. Because guess what? I'm ready to go to jail and die about it. Think globally, act locally. We need to understand what the global agenda is, but we need to act locally to counter it. And we need to do it in a way that occupies peace. We need to do it in a way that is going to make connections with each other locally so that we see each other as human beings. I'm going to leave you with three simple words. Integrity, dignity, and community. And a lot of people were seeing politics at that time, but I was seeing revival. Yes, revival was coming through the realm of politics. Amen. And, uh, and that momentum and that movement is still in our country. Yes, sir. We just need to find avenues to harness it and yes. where, where, it, where it manifests itself. Stand that flame. We're, we're uh, you know, the move of God is strong in our nation mm-hmm. today. The word of God teaches us in the book of Psalms. It says that if I had wings like a dove, then I would fly away and be at rest. It's released representing the soul of Andrew. To get this into the into the public eye, uh, we're trying to win this war and we can't do it without your help. What I'm about to share with you is a very simple point that would save people, <laughs> the average person, 10, 20 years of research. And even by hearing this point, if you're not prepared, you won't be able to act on it. But maybe, you know, I can shave a few years off your seeking of the truth. When we seek the truth, at least when we're first getting into it, our natural inclination is to gather information. Look into events. Are aliens real? Is the government hiding them? Why are they hiding them? What documents prove or disprove this fact? Oh, look at all these witnesses. They all said they saw this thing. Everything has to do with what you can find in a physical form. It's always outside of yourself. And it's always physical. While physical evidence of the truth can help you in a courtroom, in real life beyond that, it's really 
nothing more than a little trophy you can wear if you discover something is true or untrue. Let's say you find out that 9-11 was, in fact, an insurance scam. Okay. It doesn't help you relate to others. And just because you know that and you have all the evidence, you could spend the rest of your life proving that to others, but what would be the point? Why would you seek to prove that? What would anyone benefit from proving that to, you know, the world? Now, you might argue, well, wake them up. Okay. I mean, fair point. I suppose that's possible. But everyone requires a different approach when you're trying to help them see the unseen. And, you know, for some it might be discovering that 9-11 was an inside job or that aliens exist. And I'm not saying either one of those are true. <laughs> Especially the second one. Because, in my opinion, aliens do not exist. We call them something else. Uh, demons, perhaps. But, the point being, well, there's a, there's actually a perfect example right there. What is the difference between an alien and a demon? Because to me, they're the same thing. When people talk about these creatures that come from outer space and, you know, they have all this technology and this and that, to me, I, they're just talking about demons. Not that there is a space to travel in, but that's just how demons come, right? But demons aren't really physical. They're more of a spiritual thing. Even demons are spiritual, right? By their essence. I mean, you could argue whether or not they have a consciousness or if they're just a thought form, but they don't really exist. They might be able to manifest themselves in some kind of way here and there, but that's temporal because truly their form is not in the physical realm. But when you seek evidence in the physical realm, and only in the physical realm, the deepest conclusion you can arrive at is that aliens are coming to, you know, whatever kind of stuff they do with people. Mainly, people say, you know, give us technology. And I would say that that's true, but that's demons again. The demons give us this technology because they know that it leads to our enslavement. I mean, that's why technology just moves so incredibly fast sometimes because. You know, I mean, shoot, I'm not that old. Growing up, you know, 20 years ago, when I was getting in the film, shoot, it was probably even more like, you know, 98, I think. So like 22 years, 24 years ago, I got a little, you know, VHS tape camcorder because I wanted to get in the film and all that. And I was like, you know, eight years old or so. And... Then, you know, quickly we progressed into digital formats, like SD cards. And you still needed a video camera. But now you have a freaking... Everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket. Where they can shoot video, make a podcast, communicate with anyone in the world. At any given moment, totally remotely. And you can do a better job than you could have with any of that stuff back then. Now, of course, there's more authenticity to certain things you could have made back in the day. If you had to work harder, you put more thought into things. It's like the difference between digital photography, where you can just snap as many photos as you want, versus film, where you only have, like, 24 pictures, and you need to consider each one carefully and really 
get the perfect shot the first time. It adds a level of authenticity that gets lost with the ability to just take photo after photo, right? And we can all see that. We can acknowledge that that level of authenticity is declining. But you can't find authenticity in a sheet of paper. You can't find it on a store shelf. You might see something on a store shelf and say, hey, that's got authenticity to it, but authenticity isn't something you can capture and place in a mason jar. It's not a physical thing. And we can identify how important authenticity is to us. That it adds a certain magic to life. But yet, when many pursue the truth, they just look for facts and details. Not the nature of things. The unseen, undefined things, such as authenticity. While authenticity is a definition, hopefully you get what I'm saying. It's, it's something beyond feel, it's, it's something beyond the five senses that we're taught we have, right? It's that inner vision, that inner knowing. It's those spiritual eyes to see and ears to hear that lets us see authenticity. And if you strip that out of your truth pursuit, and you only look for man-made facts and information, things recorded by men, or even physical evidence left by men, or other actors in the physical realm, you'll never arrive at the truth. You'll never find peace. That's why you'll see people, you know, you'll see people pervert spiritual things into the physical. Like, gematria is a great, thing, like a great way to see that. Gematria is arguably a spiritual concept, but you see people treat it physically. They'll tie dates together endlessly. This day was 666 days from this day. And you know what 201 means? Oh, it was also this and this and this. It's all relative to physical. So even then there's slight perversions to that inner vision, right? But Because if you only hang on to that, you won't see the wide spectrum of light that is beyond that limited view. And that's why I'm so critical of things like, you know, flat earth. People will push flat earth, flat earth, flat earth. And before that, it was the same people pushing 9-11 before that. It's an entirely physical concept. That, what difference does it make? If that's all you're focused on is the shape of the earth, the shape of the physical realm, you're stuck in the 3D. You might be on the very outer edge of the 3D. You might just be about to burst out of the 3D and into the 4 and 5D or whatever. But when you get stuck on the shape of the earth, it feels good because you're close, right? And it feels like something, but really you're just stuck. And if you're stuck there, the Matrix is happy because, eh, he's not getting out. He'll be there the rest of his life. Because they aren't seeking the unseen. And the Bible makes it very clear. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and darkness and wickedness and high places. Wickedness isn't a physical thing. It might manifest in the physical, but it goes beyond the physical. 
and so do we. Yet many spend their entire lives laying trap after trap for themselves to remain in the physical realm. I don't know why, because <clears throat> to me it's not that they're dumb. Everyone has access to the same tools in this search, right? If somebody's seeking the ultimate truth, they should eventually come to discover this. It took me a solid 10 years, 15 years. But, you know, everyone's different, of course. But I see people, you know, they've been struggling for 20, 30 years about this. And at a certain point, I wonder why that is, right? The only thing I can think is some sort of self-accountability at a certain point. Because if you come to accept that there's something beyond the physical, the nature of that reality is you're accountable for your reality. To a much larger extent. I don't think that we manifest our reality and all that light worker crap, but to a degree we do. You know, God's in charge, ultimately, but to a degree we do. And not to a small degree either, but quite large degree, we have control over those things. You know, because our emotions, those unseen forces within us that we don't acknowledge when we pursue truth, I mean, first and foremost, you have to come to an inner peace, and you won't see things through the lens of anger. But if you don't even see the unseen lens of anger, and by unseen, I mean the it's not physical, right? You can't see it with your eyes. You can see it with your inner eyes and your inner knowing. We all know what anger is, so we all, to some level, have that inner ability to feel and see and touch the spiritual realm. But to me, even emotions, right? You have to, you have to conquer your emotions or they'll enslave you here. But even emotions are only a medium between the two. They're kind of like... They're like the material in between the spiritual and the physical realm that connects the two. Because truly, emotions are just chemical reactions, but they make you do, they make you feel things even on the spiritual level. On the unseen level, they make you feel. Which is crazy, right? I mean, it's a chemical reaction in the physical that makes you feel something spiritual, right? On the spiritual plane. It's quite incredible. <clears throat> but that's the one thing that people don't get and it's so simple we're not in a physical war here sometimes there might be physical battles but they're arriving from something before that as above so below it happens in the spiritual realm before it happens in the physical and when you see that and you truly see that you can see the world around you in a totally different way, and you can see what's coming, because you know what happens before the physical. You can already see it manifesting in the spiritual. And the Bible's a great guidebook on how to see this. It really is. But when you read it with physical eyes, it seems oppressive and, you know, all this... There's a lot of reasons to hate it if you're angry and you haven't controlled your emotions. But really, that's what the Bible is pointing to, is this 
inner seeing. And it's what every religion kind of points to to a degree, but the Bible just does it perfectly. Because other other religions kind of take it to be like, <clears throat> make you God, and we aren't God. There is a creator. There is a creative force, and we are not that. That is within us. We work with that, but that is not who we are. Which is awesome, because you know what? When you make a mistake, somebody's watching out. They're watching out for you, right? They got your back. Because <laughs> could you imagine if we had the power just to manifest whatever reality we wanted and all of us had that power? I mean, how, how absurd would things get? It would be out of hand. Especially if there's no law, like a spiritual law. That's why we have to come to a certain understanding and self-governance to have these eyes and ears to hear and see. <clears throat> And that's why law is good. The right law. Even the man-made laws simply control those who don't control themselves. And if we don't have a foundation of law to live upon spiritually in an inner sense, the outside world will give us one because we're not in our lane, so to speak. We're trying to interfere with other people's lives in an unjust way because we don't have a right to interfere with other people's free will and when we do we're punished and sometimes people take that punishment because you don't know they want to wake people up I mean that's the same thing right if you're trying to wake everyone up you're going to get punished especially well, if you're trying to force people to wake up right because that's not what we're here to do. We can point people. We can show people. But ultimately, we have to recognize that if they don't want to see it, they're not going to see it. And that allows us to come up with a better approach to actually achieve what we're trying to do anyways. In a much more gentle way. And sometimes harsh. Because some people, you know, that's another thing. you got to be harsh with some people because they're not your people. <laughs> They won't, no matter what, they're not going to listen to you, but you can make an example of them for your people. And hopefully they'll go find, you know, what they're looking for somewhere else, but... Cultivate your inner knowing, your inner seeing, your inner hearing, by coming to obey the law. The inner law, the Most High's law. That is how you find peace. That is how you find truth, real truth. That is enlightenment. It's the path to it. I don't know that we ever get all the way there in this life. I don't know. Anyhow. Until next time, while the revolution may not be televised, we shall podcast Le Renaissance.